with a word of prayer. My prayer this morning, Father, is a simple one, that you would give me a heart for your word and a word for our hearts. Amen. After 38 years of pastoral ministry, I've preached on the wise men, the star, the child, King Herod, and the gifts. I have not preached on the camels, although I have heard sermons on the camels. <clears throat> Some scholars revere the wise men for their position, their faithfulness, and their gracefulness, graciousness. Some scholars remind us that the Magi were astrologers and soothsayers, and they were great sinners in Jewish law. Some people think of them like Daniel, having a position with Nebuchadnezzar being the third highest ruler in the land, giving great advice to the king. And some people think of them like the witch of Endor, who was condemned to die. How do you preach that? You've got good news and you've got bad news. Some scholars believe that the gifts were to foreshadow Jesus' life. We just talked about that in the children's sermon. The gold is a king, the frankincense is a priest, and the myrrh as a sacrifice. But some scholars believe that the gifts were valuable and portable and needed for the flight to Egypt. Are you noticing a pattern here? Some scholars believe the wise men arrived on the night of the birth. It says, after the baby was born. Others believe that they arrived as late as two years later because it says they found the child, not the infant. Some scholars believe that they were from Persia. And some believe they were from several different countries. Some scholars believe that there were three or four or 12 or 30 or 50 wise men in the group. What's a poor preacher to do? You know that joke about the preacher? He was new in town and the Parsons needs some repairs. So he went down to the hardware store and he got the paint and the nails and all the things he needed. And it came up to several hundred dollars. And he said to the guy at the hardware store, can you help me out? I'm just a poor preacher. And the guy said, I've been to your church and there's nothing I can do. <laughs> What's a poor preacher to do? Well, we have to ask, why did Matthew, who wrote the gospel for the Jews, include this story? And why does the Holy Spirit, who inspired Matthew, want us to hear this story, and does the, something in this story resonate, challenge, or even convict our hearts and our spirits? For me and for us, this Epiphany Sunday, I find four things that we need to take to heart. If you're taking notes, they're super easy. They all begin with the s sound, but not all with the letter S. We need to see... We need to seek, we need to celebrate, and we need to share. They saw the star. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't really see things sometimes unless I'm looking for them. 
And let's be honest, you get to be a certain age, and even if you're looking for them, you can't see them when they're right in front of you. But I want you to hear this. They were astrologers and astronomers. They were watching in the heavens. And the psalmist tells us, the heavens declare the glory of God. And I'm sorry to say, those of us who live on the East Coast have no idea what that means. You got to go out to Montana or North and South Dakota, where there is, and they actually have a word for it, no light pollution. There's so much light given off in our area that the stars we see are a little tiny piece of the stars that you can actually see that fill the heavens. And if you've ever been out to the, the, the West and the Midwest, in a place where there is no light pollution, it's like God flung handfuls of stars across the sky. Here's good news. In Jesus' day, there was no light pollution. They did not have electricity. They didn't have LEDs. And they could see the stars wherever they were. Now think about that. That means anybody could have seen the star. The star was there for everybody to see. But only the wise men saw it. So friends, you have to start looking for the things that God has placed in your life. Most of us go through life with uh, earthly blinders on. We're not looking for the spiritual. We're not looking for the hand of God. The wise men saw the star that they weren't necessarily looking for, but it was in the heavens where they looked. And I want you to hear this. The Jewish leaders were confronted with the Messiah they'd been looking for for 400 years. And did you hear in the story that they all rose up and they all went to Bethlehem? The priests, the rabbis, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, they said, oh my goodness, the Messiah has arrived. We have to go to Bethlehem. Not one of them went. They're the people who were supposed to go. We need to start looking for the hand of God. Now, the story is told of two men who were walking through New York City, and the one man stopped. And his friend said, what's wrong? He said, I hear a cricket. He said, you hear a cricket? There's buses and cars and people walking by and conversations. And how could you hear a cricket? And his friend said, and he went over to one of those big flower pots they have on the street. And sure enough, he scooped up a little cricket. His friend said, what do you have, like superhuman hearing? How could you hear that cricket? His friend said, watch this. And he pulled out a handful of change and he threw it on the ground. And everybody stopped to look. He said, you only hear the sounds that you're looking for. God blesses us every day with the people and the situations and the weather and the sun and the moon and the stars. We are blessed every day, and yet your average Christian goes through life with blinders on, got to go to work, got to get things done, and we miss the blessings of God. Now, the second thing, that's for us to see, the second thing was this. They sought the king. They didn't just see it, but they said, we've got to go do something about it. They sought the king. Well, this is an easy one. How do you 
Or how do we seek the Son of God? Oh, we're starting a new Bible study next Sunday morning, 9.30. I already talked to the bagel shop. It's a little scary. They know me by name now. I pick up the phone and the girl answers. I said, I need a small tray. She says, is this Doc? I said, well, yes, it is. We're going to have bagels. We'll have coffee and tea. And we'll have the word of God for us to explore together. Do you meditate? Do you find good Bible teaching? Do you find good Bible preaching? Do you find time in prayer to listen? Do you spend time reading God's word? When's the last time you memorized a verse from God's word? Have you thought about that? Most of us are still living on the verses we memorized in Sunday school and Bible school 40, 50, dare I say, 60, 70 years ago. And yes, they're wonderful verses, but there's a lot more to memorize. They saw something, and then they sought it out. All you really need to do to evaluate this characteristic in your life is to look at your daytimer, look at your schedule. Who gets the lion's share of your time? Now, of course, your employer gets a lion's share, and hopefully you're sleeping the appropriate amount at night. But after that, your work, your hobbies, your gym. Are you watching Yellowstone on Netflix and Paramount? How much of your time does Jesus get? The wise men said, we're going, and 24-7, for as much as two years, every day, sought the Messiah. Can we say that? Do the words of Jesus flow from your heart? Do the actions of Jesus flow from your hands? Do you know Jesus to truly answer the question that people wear on bracelets and necklaces? What would Jesus do? Now, the third thing they did is they celebrated. They worshiped and they brought gifts. I mean, if if I'm going to have a birthday party, I'm looking for some gifts. And I need you to know right up front that I don't like clothes as gifts. I want toys. My son found me, I am so proud of him, a Dominic Brown bobblehead for Christmas. Now, you know, I love Dominic Brown. He was a flash in the pan. He didn't last very long. But I have a Dominic Brown jersey that I wore to all the World Series games. And we were winning there for a bit, and I called him my lucky jersey. And he found a Dominic Brown bobblehead. That speaks to me. Well, if you're going to have a celebration, you got to bring gifts. And we know they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, here's a question I don't want you to answer out loud. How much did you spend this Christmas on gifts? For family, for friends, for grandchildren, for great-grandchildren, spouses, co-workers, friends, your extended family. So you're going to get a credit card bill in January. And I'd like you, on the other hand, you're going to get a statement of giving for what you gave in 2022. This is how much you spent on family in December. This is how much you celebrated Jesus for the whole year. How do they compare? Most people, I'm sorry to say, spend a lot more on Christmas than on the life of the church. We need to put our priorities order because 
giving a good gift, giving a silly Dominic Brown bobblehead, shouts as loudly as he can, I love you, Dad. Uh, He found it quite by accident. He was very proud of himself. But God doesn't want us to give by accident. He wants us to give from the heart. If you're, and I've said this several times during Advent, you need to evaluate your day timer, your um, your uh, checkbook, and your browsing history to see where your heart is in relationship to Christ. So we see, we seek, we celebrate, and the last one is share. Now, I didn't put this in the some scholars at the beginning, but I want you to hear this. Some people believe there's a legend that they didn't just go home by a different way. They went as far south as Spain telling people about the Messiah. How are you doing sharing the good news of the Messiah? Have you told anybody about Jesus lately? Or even asked the question my friend asks his congregation to to ask other people. That was convoluted. But he says, ask people, what do you think about Jesus? And listen to what they have to say. Have you told anybody about Jesus? Have you shared a message or a lesson you heard at King's with a friend or a neighbor or relative? How will the unchurched and the unsaved hear the gospel of Jesus Christ if we don't share the good news? So here's the challenge that these pagan foreigners give to us as faithful believers. Look for the miracles of God. They were the only ones who saw the star and did something about it. Seek out Jesus in any way you can. Celebrate Jesus with your best gifts. And share the good news. Share the great news with those around you. I finish with this, and it's hard for me to say. Who cares what the scholars say? The actions of the wise men then and now say it all. Seek, celebrate, and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen.